0: Well, tonight we're going to do something different, and we're going to celebrate all that God has done in the past and kind of cast some vision for the future. And so I don't want to do that alone. I asked our full-time staff if they would help. So why don't you guys give them a hand as they make their way up here. So I'm going to kind of be like, you know, David Letterman up here for a little while and do some interviewing here. And so I kind of have some questions for all these guys here. And uh, it's been a fun day, man, just remembering it's been an emotional day, it's been a fun day, it's been a joyful time of just trying to work through all this stuff, so let's see how we do. Last service, oh boy, Lord help us, I think the tears may flow, but uh, here we go. Andrew, what is one of your earliest memories here at Living Word?
1: Okay, Uh, so it was October 9th, 2004, was my first green room ever. Um, so I came in and the green room met in the basement. I kind of talked about this briefly in my message two weeks ago. Um, but green room at that point met in the basement. And I remember they had all the drums and the guitars and all the things and all these, you know, people my age were playing and they're really good. Um, and the music was great and I'm standing there and I'm looking around. I remember seeing Paul Firth with his, his hands raised and just kind of worshiping. Um, I'm like, Oh, I kind of know that guy. And I'm looking around and, you know, for me, I've always believed in God, but it, w- it was in that moment where I realized these people have something I don't. And uh, so that's like, one of my earliest memories of just kind of s- realizing, hey, there's something here, and I want to stick around for it. And uh, I'm extremely glad I did.
0: <laughs> yes, we are too. Joe?
2: So I started going to Living Word in the fall of 1988. So that means 29 years for me so far. And that is not a lie. Um, Doug jokes that I was born in the back (laughs) corner right over there. Um, We have a monument. (laughs) This place has been my home forever. Um, I have so many vivid memories. The one that I will never forget is... Pastor Bavone, he used to lead worship right here, right in the center. And he had his suit on. He would have his mic in one hand and his rain stick in the other. And you know, when the rain stick came out, the Holy Spirit was moving. Like it was good times coming. So just special memories to me, memory of him leading worship. Um, being in the children's ministry was so important for me in my life i loved being in this children's ministry um we originally met in the kitchen there was about six or seven of us and um there was a felt board for any of you that grew up in children's ministry if you don't know what that is you were missing out there was comic book jesus there was just so many awesome things that i remember that laid just such an important foundation in my life by the time that i was in elementary school at smithtown christian school i had already known so much so i'm just so grateful for all those early memories awesome
0: kelly
3: say probably my um, my earliest vivid memory was actually coming to look at the building with my parents and my brothers when I was about four or five years old and um, it looked nothing like it looks now it was like a mess there was rugs on the on the walls it was uh, Joanna Gaines's uh, dream fixer upper <laughs> falling apart and um, uh, just the incredible job that they did to to turn it into this place but you know as thinking back as a four-year-old not having any clue um, that the majority of my life so far would be spent in this place, you know, coming to know Christ, um, getting married, having my children dedicated, having my children baptized here. So just the, the endless um, memories that I just have in this place is just overwhelming.
4: Pastor? So uh, we, were, uh, we started uh, church on Lake Avenue, uh, renting American Legion Hall. We were coming home one night, my wife and I. Um, and we're driving on the other side of uh, 347, and we noticed a for sale sign on this property. And we pulled over, we stopped, we looked, we imagined, we prayed, uh, and uh, I think we drove into the uh, parking lot that night and maybe drove around seven times and <laughs> <laughs> laid hands on the building and said, "God, if you're if if, if this is what you want for us, uh, then you're going to have to make it happen." And uh, it was a bad time in the '80s. Uh, Gas lines were crazy, and uh, uh, interest rates were eighteen percent. And we made an offer on the building, and uh, it was uh, rejected. And like six months went by, and nothing was going on. And uh, finally, uh, they did accept our offer, uh, and the rest is history. So,
0: awesome. I'd say, one of my earliest memories was I was twenty three. Pastor Bone had hired me to come be the youth pastor. It was like two thousand one, I think, and. Um, Pastor, the first week, said, all right, well, we got to turn the nursery upstairs into your office. So we had to strip all the wallpaper off the walls. And so I'm, like, working hard, trying to impress my new boss, you know. And I get my first official Living Word Church phone call. And Pastor says, you got a phone call. Come into my office and take this. So I go in there. And I'm trying to impress him, you know, I'm going to watch how smooth I am, how slick I am with this phone call. And so I grabbed the phone, and it was back in the day when the phone handle was connected to the base of the phone. And I pulled his phone off his desk, and it fell into a solution of wallpaper solution, a whole bucket of wallpaper solution. And it's been smooth sailing ever since. (laughs) So that was wonderful. Um, the other thing I remember too is the first, like the first youth group we had downstairs. We had six kids. Joey was one of them, a little seventh grader, and uh, we basically had like a speaker for every kid in the room. Like I was like trying to just like rock everybody out. And I remember I held up a CD. That was this thing that was a physical device you could put in your hands. And you couldn't download stuff. You had a CD, and so I held it up. It was POD's Satellite album, and I held it up and I told the kids, "Go get this album by next week." And they all came back the next week with. The PODCD, and I thought to myself, I have to be really careful what I tell these kids because they listen to everything I say. But it was so awesome to see just the hunger and the passion that these guys had to get close to God, and we had a lot of fun, a lot of, lot of fun. So, leading into that, oh, look, look, you want to say, say uh, something? Yeah, just in,
4: in, spite, in spite of him dropping the phone in the bucket, uh, <laughs> hiring Doug was one of the best things I ever did.
0: Amen. Cool. Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> awesome. How much did you pay him to say that? No, I'm very grateful for being here, man. Best decision. Good stuff. All right, so let's move into funny moments now. So we're going to start with uh, Andrew. What's one of your funniest moments?
1: Man, they just keep coming up. The more we like, in between services, we were talking, I think, uh, one night after... Everyone left. There was a whole team here, and we were like blasting music. I think Ricky had a drum on his head. Like it went a little wild. <laughs> uh, just thinking of times like that. Thinking was the rainmaker bl- involved? The rainmaker. <laughs> well, where is that <laughs> thing? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta pull that out before <laughs> this is over. Shh! Like everyone leaves. <laughs> um, uh, but some of our youth group sleepovers that we had here. You know, the girls would sleep downstairs, the guys would sleep upstairs. And there was a couple of years when Joey and I were, you know, not like the kids were smaller. You know, we were not as old. And we were just all, like, the guys would wrestle and stuff like that. Like, just funny things, man. Um, But I remember one time in particular, uh, we wanted to do something fun for a youth group. And so we were like, hey, let's have a game night. We don't really do too many of those. So we said, let's move all the chairs. So we moved all the chairs, and we put, like, a... um, like a line between the center of the room. We're going to play dodgeball in here. And, and we, we pretty much got everything set up. But then we're looking at the light fixtures, the ones that are blue on the wall right now. And we're like, ooh, if a ball hit that, you know, what would happen? And so we figured, all right, let's test it. So we, so me, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, and uh, Joey, and Doug, we all stood around like a, in like a half circle facing the light. And we all had balls in our hands. And we we're like, all right, on three, one, two. And on three, we threw it. I missed. Joey missed. Ryan missed. Doug nailed it. The thing hits the, the fixture, and the fixture comes off the wall, falls on the ground, shatters in pieces. Before we can react, Doug was running out to his car to go to Lowe's because we needed to hide this from this guy, from Pastor. Um, so we just found out about this just, this
0: morning. So. He just found out this morning. I thought he knew the
1: story. But um, the, in the back, le- uh, back uh, right, if I'm you, back left from me, over there, that's the new fixture from Lowe's. We swapped it with that one so Pastor wouldn't find out. So that was a lot of refiner finer moments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just want to make a, a general announcement before we get to the next thing, and that is that the last 10 years, some of you have, have been nervous thinking that that ceiling tile is going to fall on Paul while he's playing worship. I just want you to know we're going to mount that above Paul in the new space <laughs> so you can continue to fear <laughs> for the years to come. All right, Joey, what do you got?
2: I think my funniest memories are all the videos that we have made throughout the years, and if I showed you all of them tonight, we'd literally be here for hours. We have so many videos, but I put together just a quick clip for you guys. To-
0: oh, my gosh. So many archives and archives of videos. Man, we had a lot of fun. All right, who are we up to here? Kel?
3: We should definitely play that at the end because I can't top that in any way. <laughs> um, before I share it, I'm going to tell you two things, two disclaimers. One, I would never embarrass my husband. But he shared the story himself in a message, that I know it's okay. Huh. And two, I don't normally laugh at my husband, but I kind of feel like it's okay because our entire marriage, he has laughed at me whenever I get hurt. <laughs> Every single time, I'll never forget this one time I hit my head on the fridge, and I kind of just like fell over to the side, and he, all he did was laugh.
2: It and
0: was even, an amazing noise, and then it was just like boof, <laughs> it was just, I don't know how you don't laugh at that. And even in the, the last
3: nine months of me passing out. Um, he's kind of gotten to the point where it's like, all right, now it's funny. Like you know what bath- it
0: is? It, there's a weird way it's cute.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't know how else to describe it.
3: Okay. It's strangely cute. All right, cute. so those are my two disclaimers. Um, it was a, a baptism day, which is one of my favorite days, and uh, so moving, and I spend most of those days crying just hearing the stories, except this one time when Doug, in a rush uh, changed and got into the tank and was very unaware that he was experiencing a, a wardrobe malfunction <laughs> and I sat on the front row uh, hysterical laughing and trying to get his attention to get him to fix it which he did on the last person he baptized. So.
0: And then I hid in the back room for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> night after the service. I'm like I'm not going to go out there and see anybody. Pastor, what do you got? So
4: I was going to tell you that um, one, t- one time, my wife who played the piano, at the time we had an upright piano and uh, you actually couldn't see her head behind the <laughs> piano when she played. But um, this one particular time, she had a really bad cold, and she took a lot of different cold medicine to get through the service, and she actually fell asleep. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> I thought about something else. Actually, this, this probably was, was more funny, at least for me it was. W- before we built, uh, our children's ministry was out in a trailer, and, uh, you know, we, I rented one of those uh, construction trailers. You know, I had air conditioning, heating. It was really nice. But uh, this, this, the door uh, on the trailer would open. And so my wife would warn the kids, don't lean against that door. You know, it, you'll fall out. So this one kid who, who I mean, when we had, we had a kerosene stove, he put, he put his Bible on the kerosene stove. This, this kid was, like, always, you know, doing something wrong. Anyway, he leans against the door and he falls out, but his cuff on his pants catches him. Nobody <laughs> notices, and the door is swinging back <laughs> and forth, back and forth, right? That was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> and now that's what we do to all the bad kids in the kids <laughs> ministry. No. Um, I would say one of mine was when Joey and the kids were like real young, like seventh grade, and and there was this, this metal band, this Christian metal band called Living Sacrifice. It was this play on words from Romans 12, you know, we should be a living sacrifice, this and that. And so um, they were going to be playing a concert out east, and I had bought tickets, and I'm all excited. So I go to these, like, little 6th and 7th graders, and I'm like, guys, next Friday, come for youth group. We're going to go see a living sacrifice show. And they're all like, <laughs> like, no, 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 it's a band, it's a band. <laughs> all right, uh, Andrew, what's one of your favorite things you've seen God do here?
1: Yeah, uh... This question is just a loaded question. I mean, there has been unbelievable amount of things that have happened in this ministry over the, the time I've been here and even obviously before. Um, I'd have to say life change is probably the the greatest thing I've seen God do, is just seeing people come in one way and then just completely like change, completely grow, see broken families be put back together. I remember when I was younger, I would drive by the church, and at that time, they had uh, it's at Living Word Christian Training Center on the um, on the front there. And I remember, you know, kind of just like a, being a punk kid and just kind of being like, oh, training center. What are these? line people up in a line? Be like, all right, you know, shout a Bible verse. I, you know, I didn't know what it was to expect. You know, um, but that, funny enough, actually lived up to the name. I mean, so many people have come in through here and have been trained up in the ways of the Lord and have gone out. Some are missionaries. Some have, you know, moved away. And God is just using our ministry to spread um, such love and growth from people, but the team that he's been growing here, uh, the church that he's been building here, the people that he's brought to us over the years. I mean, there's so many faithful people that stand by us week in and week out and their lives are changed because of Christ. Um, not because we put on a great show and we have some cool music and cool lights. I mean, Hey, that's, that's the human side of it, but the supernatural part of it is what God has been doing in the lives of people. And uh, that is just something time and time again that it's about It's about meeting Jesus and having Jesus change everything. And that is something that I've seen time and time again in this place. And some of you guys, I mean, I've walked through the fire with you, and you've walked through the fire with me, and we're excited to see what's going to happen next.
2: There are so many things that I could say too, but I think probably one of the biggest is just God's faithfulness over the years, just to see what we've all been through as a staff as individuals and just to watch how God has carried us through each and every single one and to watch so many of you go through so many difficult things and see God carry you through on the other side is just it never gets old just how faithful and how awesome and how great he is it's just it's just so unbelievable and so powerful um and also for me is just all the kids that I've graduated through the youth group. Um, I've graduated seven grades already through the green room, and each and every one of them are just so special to me. They've been such a big part of my life. They feel like family, and I am still so close to so many of them. And to see them now becoming part of the church and serving on different teams is is just such a joy to me, to see that they're still clicking with God and they're still going on this journey is just so amazing. So, so special to me. Kelly?
3: Um, God is just so amazing and so incredible and, and he's the great redeemer. And I think the favorite thing that I've seen him do is, is redeem broken lives. And there's nothing like seeing, you know, a marriage that's headed for divorce now thriving and being this beautiful picture of the gospel and the way that they love and forgive each other. There's nothing like seeing people come in, um, hopeless and despairing and, and carrying around a weight of guilt and shame that they can't get out from underneath and see them walk in freedom because they come to know the love of Christ. And, and so just seeing him, um, I said this morning, you know, he doesn't just put the broken pieces back together or bring broken hearts back to life. He brings our dead hearts back to life, and he's just so good, and it, and it just blows me away.
4: Pastor? I think for, for, for years my uh, underlying uh, motivation was uh, to, to become a, a worshiper of God and a deliverer of men. And uh, I just got to say that uh, a little while ago when, we, uh, when Jamie sang that last song, I didn't know if uh, heaven came down or we went up, but it was a, a, a real touching experience to, to be in God's presence. Uh, for, for me, making much of Jesus has always been my passion. Uh, seeing people come to Christ, but then seeing them develop a hunger and a thirst to know more of the riches and the treasures that are in Christ, and, and then to grow in, in grace and the knowledge of him, but then to also grow in his likeness, that, that that's been my soul-satisfying desire, to see people satisfied in Christ. Amen.
0: I think for me that's been exciting is to see people of every age and stage of life and stage of faith come together. And I love that at all of our services, we have young and old. We have people who have known Jesus for longer than I've been alive and people who aren't even sure if God is there, all in the same room, all trying to travel this road and find out, more and more about Jesus, and that's just been so, so fun and so amazing, and it's very unique, and we just praise God for that. You just don't find that very often. I'm so thankful for that, and um, I think another thing we've seen more recently is that we have to add not only every age, every stage of life, and every stage of faith, but we're also seeing more and more every race. We're seeing more and more people of different ethnicities come in, different backgrounds come in, and that's been so awesome, and I think that's on the heart of God, so that's been amazing. Uh, Joey, can you tell us what you hope to see God do as we move forward?
2: Yeah, um, I would just hope that we continue to reach the lost and the broken and the hurting and the sinners of Long Island, because I think that's what matters to Jesus. I want to read to you guys this quote by C.T. Studd, which is the best name ever, but some want to live within the sound of church or chapel bell. I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. And like I said before, I, I think that's what matters to Jesus. And that's what I want the goal and the drive of this church to be, is to pull people out of... The pit that they are stuck in. There are so many people, so many kids that are looking for purpose and meaning and are just so broken inside that need Jesus. And he wants us to be a light to those people. And so if we can keep doing that, then that's what really matters to him.
1: And what do I want to see God do as we move forward? You know, in the earlier service, I talked a lot about just him making us a healthier church, um, growing us You know, numerically, um, especially now that we don't have a limit as we're kind of in this school. I look at it as a time of him. I feel like that God is just using the time of us being in that school to prepare us for something big. Um, But what I really hope to see God do is just break the stigma that our culture has of church. And obviously the church at whole or the generic church or the YouTube church um, of people doing offensive things um, in the name of Christ, which is silly um, can make it look bad, but I would love just to see God kind of break people's stigma, the negative part of what church means, because if you think about it, no one walks into a hospital and wonders why people are sick, and, and in a church, it's the same thing, and we all come together, and we're not perfect, and and we're flawed, and we're broken, but, but what brings us and unites us together is Christ, and I would love to just see that broken a little bit more on Long Island, that people wouldn't feel like they have to make themselves, you know, uh, you know, perfect before they walk in the door. If anything, their imperfection is the key card to get in because people will think they're perfect. They, you know, typically don't really respond to Jesus Um, and that he would just continue to just move in this island and just break a religious kind of, you know, spirit, that it would be more of a relationship um, within the church walls and that that stigma would be broken. So that's something I just thought about all day, and I really was like, you know what, I really would love to see God just do that on Long Island, that it's about a relationship, it's about God working in the hearts of people, and it's about us doing it all together. And I pray that Christ and God would just kind of mold that into our culture to see that it's a place of love. Awesome. Kelly?
3: What I hope to see God continue to do is um, what my dad was talking about before, and and that is, and I'm so grateful that he laid this foundation in this place and in my life personally, is that we would make much of Jesus. I mean, my, my biggest heart is that we would be a church that no matter where we are, that we would point the community around us and the world around us to how great and how amazing and how incredible our Savior is and that there is no one and nothing like him, that there's nothing in this life that's going to satisfy our hearts like knowing him. And so that's my heart for the church, that we would always do that. We would always point back to him.
4: Awesome. Pastor? Yeah, in the book of Hebrews, it says that we've come to the city of the living God, to the church of the firstborn. And in the Bible, the, the firstborn uh, was given a double portion inheritance uh, of everything that uh, belonged to his father. And uh, my, my request is, my hope, my desire is that God will just bless us with twice as much of everything he's already blessed us with. And we're a very blessed people. But but to believe God for twice as much, which means that uh, we're going to double in size, that, uh, that we'll our staff will double, that our elders will double, that uh, our people will double, and that everything will be blessed twice as much. And, that, and that's my desire. And I really believe that when we move over to Hop Hog, it's going to be a time of uh, momentum, a time of growth, a time of excitement, and uh, just can't wait. I'm, I'm done with this place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> just kidding. Just, just kidding. kidding. He's good. We were going into the, the last prayer time, the last pre-service prayer time before, and I uh, looked at the team, looked at the band, the production team, and we were about to pray, and I looked down, and there's this little <laughs> metal piece of the radiator that falls off every single Sunday. Yeah. And after every Sunday, I, I say amen, and I get down on my hands and knees, and I fix it. And I picked it up, I said, this is the last time I'm going to fix you, and I threw it. <laughs> so I'm done with this place too. So. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding, man. It was
1: the most emotional I got over a radiator. Yeah, Since yeah, time.
0: he was very You're sad. Miss but a thing. <laughs> but uh, I hope to see um, us continue to see the Lord bring in just tons and tons of people that need Jesus, and I also hope that we continue to see people who already really know Jesus very well continue to grow deeper and serve each other well and be unified and walk together through this. So that's my hope. All right, well, now we get to share some of the things that you guys wrote. Over the last month or so, we've been asking for you guys to write letters about your time here at Living Word, and how God's used this uh, specific location and what God's done in your lives. And so all day, we've been reading letters. If you wrote us a letter and we don't read it tonight, we read it at one of the earlier services today. But here we go. We're going to kick it off. So, Pastor, would you read um, Mary Kozak's letter here?
4: Okay, so she writes, becoming a member of Living Word Church has launched me uh, on such an amazing journey from the... First day, I walked through the doors, as I felt at home. I was looking for something more, more of a connection with the body of Christ, a deeper understanding of his word, and I found both. The unconditional love that was shown to me, especially from the women, was so heartwarming. Tending deeper for the first time, I was greeted with a hug and a wide smile by Pastor Doug's wife, Kelly, who from that night on never forgot my name or me. Growing in the word for me has has become much easier than I ever even imagined, as every message is totally Bible-based. I love our church, and I'm so grateful to be a part of the greeting team. I'm so very excited to see what God has next.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Mary. Andrew, you want to read Jamie
1: Scralos? Yes. I've been attending Living Word since 2013 and became a member in 2015. When they held the first members meeting, and you haven't been able to get rid of me since... (laughs) After being out of state with Youth With a Mission for six months, I returned home to Long Island and joined my first community group in the fall of 2014 at Living Word. I was beyond excited to be a part of something here again. Community groups far exceeded my expectations, and I truly built a family with people I have never met and people I vaguely have known from my high school. They have shown me how to love well, open up with people you may not know, and truly have fun with uh, Jesus and each other. Coming home to this new community group truly made Long Island and Living Word home for me. During this year of community groups, I also interned with Living Word, which was such a fun privilege. I almost finished. I was almost finished with college at this point and wanted and needed another internship, but didn't want just any internship. I knew Living Word could always use help and volunteer, so I approached Andrew randomly on a Monday night at a free bowling. Thank you, Smithtown AMF, which they <laughs> don't do anymore, which is kind of sad. Um, And then randomly asked him, hey, uh, would you guys need any help around the church and could use an intern? Intern, Andrew said they had been thinking and praying for some kind of way uh, to find someone to help with office and church work, but couldn't afford to hire someone. God's timing is perfect and just a small way of someone stepping out to ask and offer help was such a prayer answered on both ends. Needless to say, it was an absolute joy and privilege, such a humbling experience, and I felt so welcomed. Especially to be in the inner circle of Christmas service surprise and being sworn to secrecy and having to sign a waiver of silence. They mean
0: business. She's not lying. We made is, yeah, a it was Yeah, it was like
1: a <laughs> piece of paper. Um, Possibly
0: a napkin. But.
1: Yeah. Also, side note, uh, Jamie, I'm, uh, you're over there in the back. Uh, very early on, I, I threw a bottle, it, like kidding around, and hit her right in the neck. <laughs> and she thought it was funny. Um, I was happy that she thought it was funny, but I don't know if you regret helping us out, but. It was an accident, and I p- want to publicly apologize. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be a joke. It just went bad. <laughs> okay, back to the letter. There is nothing more that I could have ever asked Jesus for in a church or a community, and I'm so beyond grateful that he melded these two and blessed me with a family. Thank you for Operation Christmas Child, the homeless ministry, and for the countless baptisms. It has been such an irreparable irrepar- <laughs> You're re- it's, I can't speak. I'm just glad it's not me this it's time. Just a, it's an experience you can't replace. Uh, <laughs> to be involved in all of these with you, and such an honor to be able to witness and to hear everyone's testimonies. Nothing has touched my heart in more a deep way than being able to share in the family's testimonies and life-changing Jesus stories. Thank you, Living Word, and everyone in it that has given me a place to call home.
0: All right, Joey. This is
2: from Sam Reed. Yeah. Living Word is the place where I first experienced God. Five years ago, I was invited to come to Living Word. I used to be very shy in church. I didn't want to make any friends, nor did I want to accept Jesus into my heart because of residual anger I had toward God. If you know me now, you know that I am far from that person. God started to work in my heart in ways I can't even explain. He broke down the walls I had up. He softened my heart towards him and allowed me to see that he was always there for me. He delivered me from a life of anxiety, drugs, drinking, depression, and constant thoughts of suicide. Now I walk with him daily, inviting him into every aspect of my life. I mess up sometimes, but God's mercy covers me. I want to live for him. I want people to look at me and see the outflow of Jesus's love demonstrated in my life. Without God intervening in my life, I can't imagine where I would be. I was at rock bottom, and Jesus didn't just pull me up. He came down picked me up, and gave me a new chance at life. God is always there for you. He is always working things out, even when it doesn't seem like it. I thank God for giving me a home here at Living Word, for showing me his love through fellow Christians, and for giving me opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I pray that no matter the building we are in, that Jesus is our focus, and that we feel his love and provision over our lives every day. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome.
0: All right, I got Angela Ruggiero's. It's going to be bittersweet to say goodbye to this place. Although it's so clear that God is moving and working in more than just the building, my life's been dramatically changed here. God radically changed my life while sitting in this building's sanctuary. I came to my first service here with great hesitation, and I put up a pretty good fight, filled with tons of reasons why I would be better off at home that evening. Looking back now, I know God was already softening my heart for his word, but it was one of these chairs during Evidence Part 1 that I found myself bawling, knowing my life would never be the way I had known it to be. It was here I put my trust in the Lord and made a very clear decision to follow him. I made the clear decision to make this church my home. It was in this building that I broke my first and only bone, <laughs> right by the front door, for no reason at all, all while being laughed at by Andrew because he didn't believe I really got hurt. But even in that lesson, I trusted God knowing he has a plan and he would give me strength. There's something about our staff. We laugh at people who get hurt. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> It was in this building that I made so many of my closest friends. It's funny how God can bring people from all over the globe and provide friends when you really need them. I've learned how to be encouraged, encourage others, build bonds that would last the test of time here. I've seen miracles, physical healing, God-saving people I thought I would have no hope, filling people with spiritual strength and hope when everything in life is going wrong. I've seen my family's lives changed here. I got baptized here. Growing up in the church, you'd assume I had done that already. But even as a kid, it had to be in the right time and place, and that was here. I met my husband here. Yes, it's true. We met long before either of us started attending this church. However, I met the man God was building up for me here in this building. God used this church to change me and Chris to be the people we are today. We got married here. There was something so homey about our wedding here. A lot of people have chosen to get married elsewhere, but I loved it. To celebrate such a special moment in our lives and the place that changed it was priceless. It was a day that felt like everyone we loved, everything we loved, and a church family and space all were together. It felt like every moment in life had led up to that, and getting married in this building felt so natural, like it couldn't be any other way. It's going to be so hard to say goodbye, but I'm excited for what's next for our church family. All these I spoke of may have happened here in this building, but it's all owed to God and how good he is. It's because of the people who make up this church family that makes this place so great, home. Kelly?
3: This is Joe Aguila. I started coming to Living Word in September of 2010. The first service I attended happened to be the Evidence Series Part 1, Ten weeks later happened to be my 21st birthday, and it was the very night that I knew that I could put the weight of my life and faith 100% in our Lord Jesus Christ. It was the clearest and thankfully not the last demonstration of God's perfect timing, using this season of my life to show himself in such a powerful way. He beautifully weaved these moments in this time to push and challenge everything I ever thought or believed and showed so clearly how much I am loved by a perfect love. Needless to say, this was only the beginning, of the church's impact on my life. Since then, God has shown up in my life time and time again, providing so many blessings and opening so many doors that could only be God's work. As I dove deep into learning more about Jesus, serving our church in various ways, and spending more time with the amazing members of our community, God proved to use all these experiences to shape my life in such powerful ways. I would honestly love to write about so many of the big moments over the past seven years, but... Above all else, I know that my life has been forever changed by a loving, living God. Here is just one story that I would love to share about God's perfect timing. For quite some time, my girlfriend and I were in a long period of waiting and praying to finally get engaged and married. After five years, God opened the door for me to finally propose to the love of my life so that we could begin a new chapter of our lives. That following Sunday, after Doug announced our engagement to the church community, a woman who happened to be visiting Living Word came up to Doug after the service and asked to get in touch with the newly engaged couple. As it turns out, she was a wedding planner who offered her services completely free of charge. She spent so many hours with us over the course of the next six months of our engagement and truly made our wedding day a dream come true. This was a huge blessing that could only be explained as answered prayer and God's perfect timing. We often think that if we had gotten engaged any other time during that season of waiting and wondering when it would finally happen, we would have never met this wonderful new friend of ours. It has been typically said that God, God's three answers to prayers are yes, no, or just wait because I have something better. This was never made clearer than during this season of my life. I learned to trust in him and be thankful in him through all the yeses, the noes, and especially when he tells me to wait for something better.
0: Awesome. So we are obviously going to miss this place, and God has done so many beautiful things in so many of our lives here. And it is a time of sadness, and yet it's a time of excitement. And we are just really believing that God is up to something pretty awesome on Long Island. And it's not just in our church. It's in lots of churches. And God's doing something new. And we're really pumped about this next opportunity that we have. And so Andrew spent a ton of time over the last few weeks putting together a video to celebrate what God's done in the past and cast some vision for the future. So would you guys just check out the screens?
4: we started our ministry, it's been a step of faith from the very beginning. Kathy and I left a, our membership in uh, Comac Church to start Living Word. That was March uh, 1979. We were meeting in our living room. Conveniently, we had no furniture because we couldn't afford any furniture at the time, but God was blessed, and uh, we were ready to take our next step. Our next step was to uh, rent the American Legion Hall on Lake Avenue, and God blessed, and, and we God opened up the door for us to acquire this uh, property here with a very small building on it. This present building that you see now, the basement, the kitchen, the the offices, was not here. So over the course of the next several years we raised about $320,000 without borrowing one single dime and we built in phases uh, over over several years. Every step that we took, God was blessing.
0: Years ago, God put on our hearts to be a church that reaches people of every age, every stage of life, and every stage of faith. And it's been the most exciting thing in the whole world, because you get to see young and old worshiping alongside each other. And you get to see people who have never been in church before come in and begin to discover Jesus. And you have... Christians who have been Christians for decades sitting in the row right next to them. Everybody's taking steps toward Jesus together. This is what we believe God wants the church to be. A place where young and old, saved and unsaved can all come together and take steps toward centering their lives around Jesus. Imagine a church where you learn about God and it's impacting your daily life. Like you're actually living out what you're learning. And imagine a church where you're experiencing God. Where it's not just words on the page, but all that comes to life in the way that you experience God in your day to day. Imagine Being able to learn what it means to worship God with the people in the room around you, but also with the way that you live outside of this room. Imagine a church where you get to connect with people who are also having ups and downs and good days and bad days and do life together. Imagine serving, using the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God's given you for something greater than yourself. God has been doing powerful things through our church for decades. And we're so excited to continue to see it happen in our new location. We're gonna miss this place, man. This is home, and this is what we've known. This is the place I learned to experience God and man, so many incredible things here. Got married on this stage, baptized my kids in this room, seen God do so many incredible things. But we're really excited about being able to get outside these walls and get to a place where there's parking for days and just room to grow, room to reach more people.
2: People keep saying, You sold your church. And I even caught myself saying it a few times. But that couldn't be farther from the truth. We sold our building. We are the church. It's not the walls. It's not the lights. It's not the carpet or the doors that make the church. It's the people. And that's what matters. Now, it's our time as a church to show our faith in the middle of uncertainty. Things are gonna be different. They'll feel different and they'll look different, but that's okay because it's the same God
1: that goes with us. This place has changed my life, and I don't know who I would be if it wasn't for this church. And I know that story is probably true for so many of us here, but by God's grace, this church has become so much bigger than us. And now we need to make more room For more people to know the love of Christ that changes everything.
0: So we're super pumped about this next phase. And we hope that you'll join us. We hope that you will be praying. We hope that you will be rooting. But we hope that you'll be there. We hope that you'll be there with us in the room to see what God might want to do next. As we continue to live out this mission of helping people center their lives around Jesus. So, we have this new step, and it's an emotional one, and it's a difficult one. It's one that's going to take lots of faith and expectation, but we have an incredible momentum right now, and this is an amazing opportunity. I really just want to ask you a couple things. First of all, if you're a follower of Jesus, who can you invite? Because this is a time when people are willing to come check things out. Not only is Christmas coming and that whole season when people naturally are willing to come to church, but this whole thing just creates a new momentum. And so who could you invite? Second question for you is, how could you use your gifts and talents to help us? And maybe for some of you that's joining a team, but maybe for some of you it's just, it's just being mindful as you come in every Sunday night. Okay, there are going to be here, people here for the first time. and There are going to be people here that maybe don't know anybody else. What could I do just to be a friendly face, just to encourage people, just to reach out to somebody, make them feel at home? That's what you wanted when you first walked through these doors. There's another group of you here tonight. And you are here because you were like, wow, it's the last time and it's the last service at the building. I really should go. I haven't been in a while. My question for you is, is will you join us again? Will you come back and be a part of this amazing thing that God is doing? I guess my last question would be for those of you here tonight that would say, I don't even know, I believe in God. I don't know if I'm a follower of Jesus. I hope tonight you've heard about an amazing God who loved us so much. That he sent his son Jesus to die in our place. And you heard story after story tonight about people whose lives were transformed. I'm talking about drug addiction, I'm talking about depression, I'm talking about people who didn't know where life was headed and God gave them leading. People who had no hope or no joy or no peace finding all these things in Jesus. And so if you want to put your trust in him tonight, I want to give you that opportunity in just a minute. But we're excited and it's going to be hard to leave this place and close this door for the last time. But we know God has so much ahead. Let's pray. So God, we just look to you tonight. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for Pastor Ravone and Kathy decades ago laying all this foundation. We thank you for how you've kept us. We thank you for giving us vision for young people. We thank you for the the multiple generations that are existing here together, not just existing but thriving here together, Lord loving one another, serving one another, we thank you God for those that know you really well and those who are just trying to figure all this out, being able to be in the same room we thank you God for the heart we have for those who don't know you yet Lord, And we just pray you'll help us we pray for this next transition that it will just be full of the Holy Spirit the unity, the peace, the excitement the momentum that only God can create if you're a follower of Jesus, would you pray about who you could invite? And would you pray about how you can help? And if you're here just to kind of be in the building one last time, and you honestly haven't really been in church much lately, would you think about joining the family again? And if you're not a follower of Jesus and you want to put your trust in Him, maybe now a great time to begin a conversation with Him and just pray something quietly like this. Jesus, thank You for dying in my place. Thank You for loving me so much. Please show me how real You are. Forgive me for my sin. Draw me close to you. I thank you for this gift of salvation. In your name. I